Run Your Story family, this is Allison Gilliard with Run Your Story, where every story needs to be heard. And all I can say is gear up for, wow, it's going to be a good one. Just amazing. I actually met Ross and Andrew at the running event, and they are from Believe It Running and the Believe It Foundation. They are duo runners, and just wow. I mean, oh my goodness. You guys are going to be like, I have to meet them. They need to be in my life, and they do. It's true, because Andrew is one of the most motivational people I have ever met. Like, he is so inspiring, and then Ross is just... (laughs) He's just so much fun. And and Whitney, Ross's wife, is there as well. And so you'll get to hear her chime in a little bit. And I just, I love it. I became an instant fan and so honored that they asked us to share their story at the running event. And just so grateful to the running event for allowing us to connect that way and then giving us a space to be able to record. That was just so cool of them. And so <laughs> I'm a huge fan and just absolutely appreciate all that they do. I can't even begin to say the impact that they've made on me, not only their story, but they're trying to break barriers. Guys, they they are trying to go for all the majors and there's a hurdle in duo running and that means Tokyo does not allow duo runners. Congrats to all the other marathons that have recently adapted and said, you know what? Duo runners, they need a place too. And so, Wow, like I learned so much from them and I want to do all that I can to help them get to Tokyo because as they share, duo runners want to run too. And as something that they've taught me, something that Delaney has taught me, that is that adoptive athletes, they want to run too. And so I hope that I can do whatever I can to help any athlete to be able to get on the pavement. And so you guys are going to meet two of the most extraordinary men. And they just are incredible. And I highly encourage that you go and follow them on social media and know more of their story and follow them and share them on. Because again, they're two fantastic athletes. And, it, and something that I learned that Andrew shares such a great perspective about, and that is that he needed to get conditioned too. And I just, I hadn't thought of that. And so Ross and Andrew, just thank you so much for your story and your hearts and your fun attitudes. Like, you guys, I want to move to San Antonio and just hang out with you. That's how cool you are. <laughs> and also, guys, I'm trying to convince them to come to Battleship 12K because it's both Ross and mine's birthday next year, November 17th at Battleship 12K. I put it out there. I already told them they have to come because I want our running community to meet them because I think everyone should meet Ross and Andrew because they're just that cool and you will be better for knowing them. So thank you guys so much for coming into my life for asking me to share your story and give me that honor because that's what it is truly an honor go check them out on believe it running and believe it foundation you're going to be so inspired by all what they're doing and talking about inspiration that is go to do goods mercantile which is a shop in downtown mobile that carries items from companies that are literally doing good guys and it's in some unique way whether it's companies that employ people at risk or that have disabilities or these companies donate a portion of their profits to ministry and nonprofits that they are passionate about. I go there, guys, their soups, legit, so good. I go there for my snacks too. I'm a big foodie there. Coffee, my jewelry, mm, so good. They carry just amazing stuff. All Christmas gifts will be coming from Do Goods Mercantile. Sorry, Gilead family, surprise. (laughs) Do Goods is committed to connecting customers and companies who are uniquely generous and community-minded. 
Every time you make a purchase, you make a difference. And how great is that, guys? Like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Shop at Do Goods at 202 St. Michael Street, downtown, or online at dogoodsmercantile.com. Also check them out on social media. And again, guys, I'm a size gift certificate from Do Goods Mercantile. I absolutely love them. There, go say hey to Annie and Chops. And don't forget that when you go to check out to say, hey, I listened to Run Your Story podcast, and they'll give you a discount. It's just that great. So thank you, Do Goods Mercantile. Love you guys. Oh, guys, get ready, get set, and go run with my friends, Ross and Andrew. I have new friends, new running friends. Not only that, but they're elite running friends. I'm going to say elite because really a sub seven minute mile. It's ridiculous, Ross. So I have Ross and Andrew. So excited. You guys are a duo running team. Yes. Oh, man. And I just want to say thank you for reaching out. This is a huge honor for me to be able to share your story because you guys are just already really cool. So... (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's talk about how does your run story began? <laughs> I think we to each other. I love that. I'll go. Andrew and I were in a men's Bible study okay. uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I ran a little bit, not terrible uh, amount, uh, maybe one, two marathons a year. But running was something that I really enjoyed. We were sitting at Bible study one day, and afterwards, Andrew always took interest in my story and what mm. things, something I was training for. And a lot of weekends, he'd go run uh, or do different things that were interesting to me. And I grew up around typical kids and typical then growing into adulthood. So I always really was interested by what typical individuals mm. were doing. I, I just loved what he did. And so one day he came to me and all that. I, I asked him, I said, hey, look, if you ever want to run a marathon, let me know and we'll figure out a way. <laughs> wait, wait, So you just started a 5K. He said, let's run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You let him influence you like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you meet through a common heart, through a Bible mm-hmm. study, mm-hmm. it really makes it much easier to ask a, a tough question like that, <laughs> like, like a challenging question like that, I should say. It just does. And yeah, he asked me and if, I said, I'll, I'll think about it. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I have to get up so early to do this. I'm not really an early riser at all. And so I was like, I'll think about it. And I'll let him take over from there. Yeah. It's two days later, he texted and said, let's do it. Wow. And I had seen the story of the Hoyts, Vic and Rick Hoyt, and what they had done for bringing inclusion into triathlons and Mm. marathons. And I was like, there's got to be a way to get one of those chairs. So Mm. I reached out to them and they said, we don't have any chairs available. It's six month wait time, but we have one that's been used sitting in the showroom. We'll happy to sell it to you. It's an an old model, but we'll take it. Mm. So. Two weeks later, it showed up. We had to figure out how to put it together. <laughs> We're pros now. <laughs> pro, but it takes about 15 minutes to assemble and disassemble. Wow. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big piece of equipment. It's about seven feet long and weighs a little over 100 pounds. We then trained for a couple months and then ran the San Antonio Marathon together. I finished 409, I think, was our first go at it. Slackers, who does that four or nine? <laughs> but, but so, it was so great for, mm. for me to be able to run it with him. And 
I have cerebral palsy. I was born with it. And so my arms and legs are affected. And so I could never propel a wheelchair fast enough in, in the wheelchair division mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. do it. So I love sports. And so for him to ask me to be a part of something and to be able to do it and complete it was so special for me to be able to experience something that without his caring and compassion for me, I wouldn't have been able to experience before. So I'm grateful for that. So from there, we decided to run the San Antonio Marathon again the next year, 2018. And then again in 2019, each year we have gotten a little bit quicker. And after the race in 2019, so the San Antonio Marathon usually is November, December. Okay. Right? It's actually this weekend. It is. Oh, okay. 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 And we're skipping okay. it. This okay. 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 Yeah. Chicago is Andrew's favorite city. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, I knew we were besties. <laughs> yes. Yes. I uh, love it. And New York is one of my favorite places on this planet. And I knew that there were marathons in each of these cities. Okay. I didn't know what that process was. I thought for New York, I knew that I tried in the lottery for years, mm -hmm. years, years, mm -hmm. never gotten in. And so it was a, an education on, okay, I'm not going to tell Andrew, but I'm going to look and see these two races, see if there's a lottery system for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Turns out Chicago and New York both have a duo division. It's an exhibition division, so you get your time, but there's no place, no okay. official like wheelchair division where there's prize money and they make a big deal about it, now, which is great. Mm -hmm. Duo teams just don't have that. I got you. And I'll just jump to not all of the world majors have mm. duo team divisions. I don't know if y'all know that, but Tokyo doesn't allow duo teams. And up until this year, Berlin did not. However, no. they allowed us mm -hmm. to, to do with some of the legwork that we yeah, were able I have to, to say, Ross put a lot of legwork into helping us get into Berlin. Mm -hmm. And so it was great. And through Ross's efforts, there were four other duo teams that ran wow. with us. It was, mm. it was pretty neat. Yeah, sure. Two from the U.S., uh, one from Italy, and one from the U.K. Wow. So it was pretty neat. Who would have never been given the opportunity any other time? Mm -hmm. Wow. So... We didn't know that something like that would happen that fast. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty neat. So going back to Chicago and, and New York, we entered in 2019. In January, we got the notice that we were selected. Mm -hmm. 2020 rolls around and guess what? They're not going to mm -hmm. run the races. So we got deferrals. We deferred to 21 for both races. And the odds of that are not high to get selected. We don't know how many duo teams apply. They okay. don't tell us. They say if it's more than Chicago has four spots for duo teams. So just, four just four spots. Out of 50,000 runners, there's only four spots. Wow. New York Ooh. had nine, I think. Maybe uh, 10. Maybe 10. Oh, London had 10. London had 10. New York had nine. But if there's more than those nine, there's a lottery. So mm. we were selected via lottery for both those races. We ended up deferring to 21. 21 came and it was still I was a high risk individual mm. with COVID mm -hmm. and so I just decided that it wasn't the year to do it so I said to Ross pretty much maybe a week or two before the race I'm not comfortable with doing this mm -hmm. and so he was gracious and said okay we'll just do it next year mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so we deferred both Chicago and New York uh, to 22. And I was excited. Um, however, things happen for a reason, mm. I think. And if you fast forward, I'll tell a little personal story. Absolutely. I went to the Grand Canyon to do a rim to rim, double traverse, whatever you want to call it. So one day, try to do 14 hours. And I got to the North Rim and something in my body just shut down. My vision went away, head started spinning. Uh, I thought, oh, it's just altitude. No, it wasn't altitude. If you don't know, the North Rim is closed certain parts of the year, October to May or April, it's closed. Well, we went in March, later part of March, so everything was closed. Mm. Got to the North Rim, nothing there, no shuttle to get back. I had to call paramedics. They started running tests. Turns out my blood sugar had dropped into the low 40s, which I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. They pumped me full of pure glucose, couldn't get my blood sugar up. So that's what was causing my mm. nausea and, and everything. Got back home, talked to my coach, talked to nutritionist. Hey, we need to figure this out. So the next six months, it was a complete diet change, training regimen, and just in time for Chicago. Mm. And we get to Chicago not knowing what what's going to happen. Sure. Meanwhile, this guy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. <laughs> Going backwards a little bit to our first rock and roll marathon. Okay. I was 30 pounds heavier than I am now. And Ross, we finished it. But it was really a struggle for him to finish it. Mm. At the time, you can run with more than one person. Okay. Uh, in the rock and in the San Antonio rock and roll. So we had another person helping us. And I knew that Chicago and New York were coming up. And I said to myself, Ross can't do this very well if, if by him. <laughs> Sorry, that is a bad thing for Ross will be able to perform better if I'm in better shape. Way to backtrack there. I did. Sorry. Sorry about that. Ross will be able to perform better if I'm in better shape. So what I started doing, and I was in isolation because of COVID sure. for a long time. So what I started doing was just wheeling up and down my hallway for at first 30 minutes. And now I do it two to three hours a day. Wow. Um, and so because it's a partnership. See, yeah. duo running is a partnership. Mm. And you lift each other up while you're running. And so that's what I did. I, I trained. I changed my diet. I cut out fried food and just trained because it was no longer just about me. It was about us. And so that was what changed it for me and what really, what I feel like God spoke to me in saying, it's about us, it's about y'all and about my glory, not about just you. And so that's the way I felt. So I trained and, and changed my diet and I was like, we're going to run faster because <laughs> I, I weigh less. And <laughs> And I hope we have, you know, a little Research. bit. Okay, so there's that little story about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chicago went better than expected. As I say we had very little expectation other than to finish, but it was a perfect day to run. Mm. It was cold, it was in the 30s, clear, and we went out and ran 321, 37, 
and finished second overall in the division. <laughs> and we got done, and I, I looked at Andrew. He was like, how do you feel? He goes, I feel great. Mm. He said, how do you feel? I was like, I feel great. <laughs> like, something has, mm. has changed. And three and a half weeks later, we knew we were going to New York to run mm. New York. And so New York ended up being a little bit difficult. The weather conditions the weather mm. were hard. High 70s, humid. 78 degrees. Not, in, not typical. In, in late October. Sure. But yeah, we ended up finishing 343 first overall. Wow. So it was, <laughs> it, it was a slower time than we had anticipated, but we still finished, we call it in position that we like. <laughs> yeah. uh, up front. But, you know, what we, I don't know where we need to go with this, but like we knew London and Berlin then Tokyo and Boston mm-hmm. were out there. We'd gone to the expos and seen the big okay. six-star medal, the, the Abbott World Marathon Major medal that you get if you complete all six world majors. And fairly nonchalantly, we were sitting at the... We were uh, sitting at a hotel in New York, and I said, hey, Ross, what if we ran? He was talking about something about the, uh, the majors. And I said, well, what if we became the first duo team to ever run all six world majors? Uh And once you put an idea in Ross's head, it's like he he really goes for it. And so he was like, that's a really good idea. And my parents and uh, his wife, Whitney, were traveling with us. And they kind of looked at us like, okay, y'all are kind (laughs) of... It's been a it's been a wonderful wonderful ride, and I'll let Ross continue that story. What there isn't um, out there right now is consistency amongst just marathon mm. running for duo teams for for duos. Someone made the argument to me that how many people actually want to run a marathon <laughs> as a duo team? So, well, there's I think there's more than you think, mm. and. Mm. To not be able to have the accessibility to do that, I thought, surely that's not the case, especially these big races. Well, mm-hmm. turns out London was only on year two of allowing duo teams. Berlin had never allowed duo teams. And so there was a process that we went through to, one, figure out who the right people were mm-hmm. that we needed to talk to. Sure. Took time to get to respond because what we didn't know was each major marathon, and this goes, I think, generally speaking for marathons, there are just different ownership of each race. They're all owned separately. Okay. They may be okay. part of the six majors. The six. Okay. So there's actually an organization called World Marathon Majors that's owned equally by all six world majors. Interesting. But they're all independently run. They have all their own race directors. Abbott Labs is just sponsored of the race of the races we figured out who the right people were to talk to we knew that boston had to do a team because of the hoyts and then it was just i called boots on the ground leg work trying to get people to respond sometimes they wouldn't then it was a lottery system to get into certain races so it just it was a to use a pun it was a marathon to try to figure out Mm -hmm. how to navigate the running piece of it. And what we realized was that through the journey so far, we've met some incredible mm. people. I mean, truly incredible people. We met a friend and uh, he's a friend now, Bobby. He's out in California. We met him in New York. 
he runs with ALS mm. athletes. And then our friend Sean McQuaid, who we met in London, lives out in San Diego, and he's really fast. <laughs> He's the uh, world record. He's the world record holder. Two thirty-five. So that's what uh, you're chasing. That's, that's what what chasing. okay. We've got well, it. I, uh, <laughs> maybe we can make it, but he's really fast. He's really fast. He's also ten years younger than me. Not that that has even. Was like just FYI. Yeah. Uh, just that in there. <laughs> but there's people that have reached out to us. Just they've seen our story, mm. whether it's on social media or on TV or through different races. They've seen us how do we do what you're doing? And there's no roadmap. Mm. So it'd be really cool to help create that for people that want to do it. And I, I would say that there's a lot of people that mm. want to do that. Yeah. But we've been fortunate that we've been able to run these races. It's not to say that we've hit some challenges with some things, but what we've learned is that it's a journey that's very rewarding mm. um, that you get to be with people who have the same kind of similar mission and hearts that Ross does. Sure. That it's about lifting, as I said earlier, lifting each other up and lifting each other up to experience something that they would have never experienced before. So mm -hmm. it's been a really, it's been a really neat experience. And we travel as a team. We travel as my father and mother come and then Ross, his wife comes and then his son comes and we have it, we're a team mm -hmm. my dad and my mom are people who help me physically my dad helps me get dressed and showered and ready for the race each time mm -hmm. and so he has a very significant role in making sure that I'm ready to go and dressed properly because they, I'm not running and to be elements whatever they are I understand it's better for the runner to run in the cold weather, okay, but okay. I don't particularly like really cold weather <laughs> because it's when you're sitting in a racing chair for, mm. it was four hours to start with and now it's three. Which oh. I, I'm so great. Now he needs you to be faster also. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying. I, I'm grateful for, but we had a lot of elements in both New York mm. and in London, we had rain and that's really, yeah interesting to do that but i'm so grateful that not only does it take ross but it takes an entire team mm -hmm. to make sure that we can achieve what we want to and i couldn't be more appreciative to our whole team mm -hmm. so i think that's something that the adaptive community and duo community has taught me is that me as an able body runner i can go to a running store grab a pair of shoes call it a day whereas and you hit on it you had to have a special chair and you have to make sure that you're good with the elements and there's so much, it's not just a pair of running shoes. <laughs> right. Although they are important. Yeah. There's just so many different mm. pieces that, yeah. that have, that go into and the effort that is put into from the team mm. to make it all happen. Yeah. We truly have been very fortunate that everywhere we've gone, the chair has shown up, mm. it hasn't been broken. Mm. Our gear is there. Andrew's chair, day chair is there. Day chair made it, right? So, <laughs> and if you think about, you talk about going to a running store and getting shoes, think about getting on an airplane. Mm -hmm. you know, wheelchairs, standard day chairs can't fit down an aisle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, and where can you, these are just things that I think we, as people in general, but athletes with no disability, mm -hmm. we just go, we show up, we're there, and then we put our shoes on and we show up to the start line, we run. There's a whole nother dimension 
that is involved when there's a duo team that's participating. And we are so grateful that the races that we have been able to run have really been just tremendously supportive. Mm. And each one is special. Obviously the the races like London and, and Berlin that are new to having duo teams, there's there's plenty of work to be done. But first step is getting there mm. and, and allowing because for me as I'm just the motor. Like I'm just you know, Andrew's the athlete, truly. Oh, come on. <laughs> that, that, that is just I mean, not true. But I would say that Ross is the athlete and I'm the encourager. Well, I'm the encourager. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. But I am the encourager, you know, when he's struggling, mm -hmm. I, I try to come up with different sort of motivational things to say okay. to him. And one of my favorites is your son is watching his hero right now. Oh. And so... You know, That'll get you. And so that, <laughs> that, um, okay, I got this. <laughs> that's a motivator for him. And so mm. I have to come up with different things for him to be motivated. And sometimes Ross has goals for us okay. in our running to meet. And sometimes we don't meet those goals, but we find victory mm. in finishing and victory in what we were able to achieve because it's not about the times that we finish. It's about how can we help others once we're long gone mm. from running? How can we grow the sport in a way that will be a long lasting category as duo running? How can we make that so long lasting? And really it's what can we leave behind for others? It's not about right now. It is for us a little bit, but what can we leave behind for other people? Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, let's talk about <laughs> what are some lessons that you guys have learned from this running journey? That every race is different and nothing is guaranteed. Ooh, okay. Hmm. I concur. Again, again, again. Yeah, and, and just because they said yes mm. doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be an easy journey to the start line. Ooh, okay. And so we approach it just with very little expectation because mm -hmm. we know this is a new space. And you know, that said, I think anybody that wants to run on a world stage or, in a, or in a marathon, just in general, in your hometown, they should be able to do that. Yes. And there are plenty of races within the United States that still won't allow duo teams to participate, mm. citing safety issues or security issues. So lessons learned is that there's still plenty of work be done and it's, yeah. it's a long road but we feel like there's a big lane it's mm -hmm. a wide open lane and that's a analogy that andrew was very profound in making that it's it's wide open mm -hmm. and there's lots of opportunity and i think anyone that participates it could be a 5k 10k half marathon the full marathon emotionally is tough yeah physically it's mm -hmm. tough mm -hmm. emotionally it's really tough especially mm -hmm after mm. yeah we've had some great we've had some great races and it's hard afterwards because you are thinking where's my where's ross yeah you know, right now <laughs> and I, I think a neat story you want to tell it is that when you started doing your trail season and what happened to you when you started training i think that's a neat story right there's you? a lot okay <laughs> So uh, you, specifically, when you were coming home to train in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. 
So we, we travel the world together. We run these mm. big races together, but also there's a relationship that is there and built upon mm. literally every single day. We train together once to twice a week, long runs, my, our, our short runs are six to eight miles, which could be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. Um, so we get to spend that time on a weekly basis, right? Mm -hmm. And after London, I had to switch gears to go into trails. So I had two big races planned for trail. One was the San Juan Solstice 50, so 50 miles through the San Juan Mountains in Lake City, Colorado, which takes on part of the Hard Rock 100 course. And then that's 13,000 feet of elevation gain. And then three weeks later, going to Utah to run the Speed Goat, which is 11,000 feet of gain in Snowbird, Utah. Uh, so it was tough. It was a tough transition for me because we had been together for so long, training New York, Chicago, New York, and then London. And then all of a sudden now, I don't have my teammate. Oh. And I'm like, okay, but it's fine. I can do this. Mm -hmm. So I went, ran both races, got back, and then we had Berlin in less than a month. So transitioning from trail in August to road running was a really, it, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go out. You know, it was a, you know, 100 degrees during the day, mm. 80 degrees in, in the mornings. But we went, we ran Berlin, and then I had my rim-to-rim -rim redemption run, as I call it. Wow. And actually, it's something that I had been really looking forward to doing 18 months later, but I just couldn't get excited for it mm. because- Your body wasn't there. Wasn't there, and I, it just hits differently. But I went and did it, had fun, and then I was like, okay, check. Now let's get busy doing our rows. Racing. Wow. Well, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have to know what has been your favorite race together and why? I'll let you go first. <laughs> it's, it's tough because each one is special. Sure. For me, New York was my favorite because mm -hmm. it was a struggle. Okay. It was hard. Ralph, you're and still a whole nother level. And it was really a team. Mm. He pulled me through some dark moments and I had, but at the end, it was a great accomplishment. Mm. And the finish, the result was great. And so that work was, and at New York City, just the energy yeah. I drew from it. Wow. Uh, that's me. I, I'll give a little back background. I would have to say, because I said, in the chair in front of Ross, and I can hear Ross's footsteps as he's okay. running the race. I know when he's running a great race, or if it's going to be a little bit of a struggle well, on that day. Okay. I would say that for me, knowing that I can hear his footsteps, I think Berlin was my favorite race. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's because he ran a great race. And as I spoke about earlier, I knew the lengths that he had to go through to help us get in there. And so for us to finish that in the way that he finished it in our personal best of 315, I don't know what the second was, but that was my favorite race because I got to see my teammate mm. and hear him run the race of his life because he'd never run a marathon of any kind, even by himself, that fast. Wow. And so I've been fortunate that I've been able to be a part of all these marathon milestones that he's been able to accomplish. But Berlin 
probably was my favorite for that reason. That was incredible. Yeah. Oh, you want to change your answer now, don't you, Ross? Well, <laughs> it's a toss-up. <laughs> because it was so... There were many aspects of it mm. that just... It was so cool mm. being right. the first. Yeah. Right. And it was a great race. Mm. Like, there, mile 17 and 18 were a struggle. But after yeah. that, it was great. Mm. Um, and we broke down in tears afterwards. Yeah. It, it was just, it was cool. It wow. was really neat. Yeah. Let's talk about your pre-race routine. How do okay. you get ready race day? What does that look like? It's wake up coffee first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then I have some hydration products that I use. Element is what I use because I just, I love it. Yeah. And it works really well. So stay hydrated for road racing. It's pretty strict. I'll have avocados, bacon, maybe some scrambled eggs or something, but that's really it until we get to the start line. If that's not available, because it's not always available, sure. it's a, a couple of gels and a bar. Okay. Because of my blood sugar event that mm -hmm. I went through, you can, doesn't use sugar. Mm -hmm. They use complex carbs mm -hmm. to fuel, and that has helped me tremendously. Oh, it's awesome. And throughout the race, it's just gels mm. on race day. So for me, it's the alarm goes off, and then my father will help me get out of bed and, and into my racing clothes, which typically will be some sort of wind pant or something like that, some sort of sweats, and then he'll help me. And then we have matching shoes. And so- Do you really? We do. We do. And then we'll set a time the night before. And Ross is very regimented on the time that he, he wants. And we were very respectful of the time. And so <laughs> we get down there. I typically will have a little bit of breakfast and then we're there and, and my dad will help us to as far as he can go okay. um, on the racing. It was really cool for him just as a side, but he was able to go all the way pretty much to the start for us and then got to stay and got to see some of the best in the world at Kipchoge yeah. as they finished their race oh, wow. because he just didn't want to miss our chance mm. to bring my day chair. So he takes care of my wheelchair after I get in the racing chair and everything and he makes sure that all that's going mm. well and so that's our kind of our pre-race routine is he helps me get ready and then we go and then you go and with your I, matching shoes so you cross the finish line yeah. now what do you guys do we celebrate we, okay. <laughs> we do we, we, we celebrate we um it's a every race no matter how many we've done it's a very emotional experience sure. for us to yeah. finish it because we know how much each one of us has put in timing-wise and exercise-wise and diet-wise to make that day possible. There's so and many sacrifices. There are. Not, yeah. not just with us, but also with family sure. yeah. and, and the team. With mm -hmm. the team. And so every team member gets a hug because it just takes <laughs> such an effort to yeah. get there. And we have been extremely fortunate as Ross said on the travel perspective and so we're very fortunate that we can go do this and we have people that follow from home from San Antonio that follow us on the specific apps and so they're really like <laughs> into it it's yeah. become kind of a I'll say this is something personally for me because I'm in a wheelchair I, I live in a great community for, but for people who didn't grow up with me in, in going to school mm -hmm. or stuff like that it's been very hard for them to relate 
to me in some way because they don't know what to talk about with the guy in the wheelchair. What do I talk to him about? What mm. can he talk about? What racing has done, uh, running has done for me uh, is that they can now come up to me and they can go, you're Ross's running partner. How did that go? I was rooting for y'all. And so it's a way for them to feel included and a way for them to break down the walls and barriers of, okay, now I can talk to this guy. And so, yeah, it's really cool. I love that. In a way. Which by the way, both of you are very extroverted. And so I love that, like right away. <laughs> I, I, I am not. What? Well, I'm, I'm, he says, we, we argue about this. Okay. I was like, you already thrown shade in the elevator. So. <laughs> I'm talking about my passion, which is inclusion. Sure. And so inclusion in this way, and I'm talking about something that is that has given me life and I get to do this. Mm. I respect the dads that do this with their sons, mm -hmm. but it's not with a parent. It's with a mutual mm. friend. Mm. And I think that's what sets me apart and gives me so much joy is that I have a friend who would sacrifice for me to be able to do this. And I think that's what makes it so special mm. for me and why I've grown, I, I was an introvert but I have grown a lot because Ross is an extrovert. And so we match <laughs> each other very well. I still love some of my introverted ways sure. of doing quiet times and things, but he and I are a perfect match for each other because we're opposites really in some ways. Just I'm the guy who says, we can do this. And he's like, he does it and he thinks we can do whatever we want to. And, and I agree, but sometimes I have to pull him back and stop. <laughs> Maybe it's not the right time for us yet, but we will get there. We will get there. Case in point, I didn't even tell him about Chicago. <laughs> right. right. And so for us, we have a friendship that is something that I can't really even describe mm. to people because we're so connected because it's been, I don't know, Ross is a remarkable human being and to sacrifice so much time and effort to do this. Mm. For me. Thank you. I don't see it as a sacrifice. I just see it as, honestly, something that two friends can do together. Yeah. yeah. We're just doing this. Right. And it's fun. And we can help others do it. Mm. We both have a heart to help others. Mm. Right. And so whatever we can do, and that gives me joy. I know it gives Andrew joy to be able to, to do that. Mm. I think a funny part about this is that he went to Texas A&M, and I went to the University of Texas. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. So see, that's the equivalent of Alabama. That's uh, Iron Bowl for us. Some people think it's funny. You've got an Aggie and a Lockhorn. Is there enough? together. So it works. It works. Yeah. 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 We won't talk about football. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that. So, yeah. So, okay. So I now have to know, what is your favorite running item? Mm. Oh, my shoes. shoes. Oh, okay. Shoes. <laughs> You're matching shoes. <laughs> Which are Nike. Uh, so I wear yeah. the he Nike has the Alpha Fly 3, or uh, hopefully the 3s <laughs> at some point. <laughs> uh, twos. Okay. And then Andrew has the Zoom Flies. Okay. Uh, and they're the, we call it the Dreamsicle colorway. Got it. Uh, so it's the pink with the orange. Mm. Um, so they see you rolling. No. Oh, yes. Wow. They, <laughs> they comment yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have to be, not that we can't see us coming, but just adds another dimension. Mm. You know, yeah. Or 
are part of the deal. And that's our one mutual thing that we have on. Okay. I don't know, I've seen a video of you both wearing hats. Okay. We do wear a hat, the same hat type thing. We've got some nice pullovers that we're trying to build the team mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. give people that, mm -hmm. hey, casual wear, I guess, but race mm -hmm. day is pretty the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are the team. Let's talk about the team. Okay. Believe yeah. it running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a nonprofit right now that's called Believe Foundation that helps physically challenge children be included with typical kids. And mm. so we just wanted to bring part of the inclusion piece of what Believe Foundation is to running. Mm. And we love the name because it's an ambiguous name, but it's really a don't limit us. Believe that you can do whatever you want to do in life. And so that's where the name comes from. But we love to run and we hope that we can grow the duo division to where as many marathons as possible mm. will allow duo teams in and that duo teams can have their own category within just the wheelchair category or whatever, mm -hmm. that, it's a, that it's a mainstream category. Gotcha. Hopefully with prize money too someday. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, <laughs> and, yeah, anything else you want to add there? No, I, I think that that kind of, believe it running, we just felt a calling, but they're through this journey mm. just so far. And I feel like we're just at the beginning of it. Sure. That so many people can relate and so many people want to believe that they can do it. Mm. And if we can help them do that, it, it just speaks to what the, the name is. Believe it. Mm. If you want to do it, just believe it. You can do it. Wow. Like, it can happen. Yeah. yeah. There's no official capacity yet on that, yeah. uh, but it's something that we're working through. We're right working now. on right now is how, uh, can, how, how can we best use our voices to, mm -hmm. to bring awareness to, to the duo division and category. Let's say that somebody comes to you guys and you're like, I want to get started as a duo runner. What is some advice you would give them? Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> what are your goals? What have you run before? Mm. Do you have it? Not a big deal. Do you have a coach? Do you need a coach? Do you have a plan? There are some logistical things that we need to know. And it's, no, I've never run before, but I want to do this. Mm. And so maybe we can help procure a chair. Down the line, we would hope that's something that we could do for mm. any team. There's two main companies and that's it. Mm. So it would be a partnership with them to really get that off the ground. But again, anything's possible. Yeah. Anything's so possible. determining, I think if someone wants to do it, let's go. Mm. We'll figure out a way. Kind of what I told Andrew when we first got started. But knowing about the individuals, the team, what do we need? And we're happy to help mm. however we can. Yeah. I love that. So obviously you guys are eyeing Tokyo. So trying to, again, put in the legwork to to get you guys to mm -hmm. Tokyo. Mm -hmm. What are some other goals that you guys have? Oh. <laughs> we have a lot of time. Um, for me, I just want to be able to continue to run mm -hmm. with Ross mm -hmm. after we complete the six major marathons. But also, like, I want to be able to go home in the U.S. and also around the world and just grow the duo racing vision. Mm -hmm. And if we have to do that through Ross and I racing together, then that's what we'll do. I want to be a beacon of hope for people who want to do this and, and serve others. And I know that Ross does too. It's just 
continue to be that beacon of servanthood and light so that people just, because it's just such a unique experience to be able to, to do it with someone else. But I want to, my goals are to, to help others do it through maybe through running other races or getting them entry into other races around the U.S. or around the world. And also just maybe creating something else that would have an equipment for them mm -hmm. to, to be there. And I know that's a goal that Ross has too. Well, I mean, I think those are first and foremost. To, to help others want to be selfishly, we want to be the first duo team to complete all six. Mm -hmm. We do have some competition and that's good. Competition yeah, yeah. is good. And Tokyo right now is just for 24 is off the table. Mm -hmm. We've been in contact with them. Abbott has been in contact with them. Wow. World Marathon Majors have been, has been in contact with them. And it's an active discussion. We talk with them probably once every two weeks. Wow. We keep saying the world six, but six. it's actually, we don't know where quite yet, but probably it's going to be the world seven. You can finish that too. So this week, a city marathon went through, there's a two-stage process, I believe, to be considered as a candidate race. Okay. And right now there's one in, in China, there's one in Sydney Marathon and in Cape Town, South Africa. Those are the three, I'll call them finalists. Mm -hmm. The race, I, I can't pronounce the name correctly, so I won't try to, and Cape Town both failed their stage one certification. Wow. Sydney passed. Mm -hmm. So they run it in 24, all signs, I can't speculate, but I'm going to, Sydney looks to be the seventh okay. world major. But there will be a seventh for yeah. sure in 2025. The six-star program will continue to be in place. Donna Stone, who's the CEO of World Marathon Majors, said it's going to stay. It's, it's done really great things for the running community, mm. interest in running. You know, so they're just going to add a seventh mm. star. Wow. So there's that. Mm -hmm. and Again, what an opportunity to run in Sydney. Right. I've never been That's a great goal. Yeah. I love that. I know that you are like his constant encourager. Well, mm -hmm. when it gets hard for you, what is like a mantra? What is something that you say? That's a really good question. I don't think you've ever been asked that question. I've, been, <laughs> okay, I, okay. I've never good. been asked that question. <laughs> I don't know. I look at it differently. I'll say that to okay. you because okay. my life is difficult anyway because mm -hmm. of my disability. I also have an autoimmune disease, which is the same autoimmune disease that Celine Dion has been. She's so a celebrity. That's right. I've been, yeah. re been recently. I knew it. I knew my okay. I was like, oh. been recently diagnosed with. So, to be honest with you, since we've been running more marathons and I've been training, I used to be in pain a lot. Mm -hmm. um, during the races, several hours, but I, I just push through. Mm. And really, I'm a, I'm a praying person. I pray a lot uh, during the races, and that's what pushes me through. But I just think I, I have so much joy mm. because I have an opportunity to travel, to be with friends and family, and to do something that's so awesome at such a interesting time and I just look at the positives and not really look at the mm. negatives. Of Boy, I wish I could yeah, just go on a run with you, Al. <laughs> right, right. I'm not fast enough. <laughs> right, right. It's fun. There's some good talk. Right, there's fun. We talk about things, we laugh, and we motivate each other. But 
I don't know. That's a very interesting question that I've never really been asked before. So thank you for asking yeah, me that yeah. question. Really, honestly, I do yeah. appreciate it. Talk about mantra and one of my favorite quotes and it's something that actually my wife gave me for my birthday recently was a quote from Nelson Mandela. And it's something that when people ask me, and this goes to personal life, it goes to running, it's, mm. you know, I, I fill the day up as much as I possibly can. Whether that's all day with family, all day with friends, it's a combination of work. I just try to get as much done as I can in every single day. And I do get tired, but the quote, I should have it memorized, but it's there, there's no passion in playing it small and living a life less than the one that you're capable of. Uh, and to me, I, I read that to mean leave it all out there, mm -hmm. leave it all out in the field mm -hmm. because we are not guaranteed the next day. And I know that may sound cliche, but in this world, we don't know. Yeah. We, we truly don't. And so if you maximize your opportunity to be with friends, to be with family, to do the things that you would love to do and running for me and sharing that with my best friend <laughs> is just fills me up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I know she'll probably hate me for asking, but Whitney, what's your favorite part about watching a race? I, uh, I've never gotten your perspective, and I'm I'm very. That's a great question. My favorite part is getting to see Hughes, our eight-year-old, watch y'all's relationship. Because mm. it, it a lot of kids his age don't get to see that. Sure. And it opens his eyes to see that Andrew's just Andrew. Mm. He might be in a wheelchair, but he's daddy's friend. And mm. It's really cool. Good. Awesome. He said good answer. <laughs> I like that. And see that Expo Day is Hughes's day. Oh, okay. He pushes, he pushes me around. Andrew throughout the entire Expo, the entire time. Wow. Like that he knows that when we go, that's his job. And he takes it. Seriously. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very seriously. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he just, yeah. he loves it. And it's a, just a wonderful thing that he loves to do. I think, was it the very first expo we did or the second expo? He went with us one time to San Antonio. And I think that really had an impact on him. But it's really neat for his son to grow up seeing what inclusion looks like. Yeah. So that when he's Ross's age, Hopefully he's pushing somebody with a, with a disability, yeah. maybe not. But <laughs> I don't know. It's his choice. And yeah. that's what I mean. It's yeah. his choice to do that. Yeah. It's an individual choice. And so it's really neat to watch him to, to, mm -hmm. to do that. But to also see, you know, I said my parents go with us. He loves my parents. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a really neat thing to watch him be able to also experience all these neat experiences. And so... Going to all these races, I've really started liking sautéed broccoli. Oh, okay. And uh, that's part of my diet. Oh, there we okay? go. <laughs> okay. And so he just picked up on that sautéed broccoli. And so it's a joke. Do they have broccoli on the menu for reuse? Because he thought that was hilarious. That I love sautéed broccoli. Mm -hmm. And but anyway, we have our I have our fun times together mm -hmm. to do things. So yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. What is your favorite length to run together? Marathon. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoy our six to eight mile morning runs. 
because they're not competitive. They're casual runs. Okay. And it's really a time that Ross and I get to talk about what's going on in our lives. Mm. Uh, and competing in a marathon, it's not that way. It's hard to do that, especially in a major because you're just making sure that your fellow runners know that you're coming. And so I really like those six to eight mile runs okay. the best because he and I get to really grow and, and bond together in that way. <laughs> Sorry. He's your favorite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> those are not even like not remotely but I enjoy the marathons. I enjoy the marathons. I just I call them more intimate runs. Sure. You know, okay. Yeah. When we did the not the official sanitary marathon, but they call it the Alamo Half. Ooh, okay. uh, we actually were the pace team for the 145 group. Wow, that's uh, so that awesome. was pretty neat. This was 20. 18 maybe yeah so it was pretty neat to be the people with the flag and yeah. say 145 uh, so that was neat it, it was a good distance half marathons a, a good yeah. distance we've done a few halves yeah wow <laughs> let's say that somebody wants to get involved with believe it running how do they find you guys social media okay. is the best way mm -hmm. uh, instagram facebook <laughs> it's managed by my wife right now and as we continue to develop program there's going to be lots of opportunity we've, mm -hmm. we've had a number of people already reach out saying i want to run with someone mm -hmm. and so with our connection with believe it foundation there are other athletes that we think would love to do this mm -hmm. so it's a, a match if you have someone that you want to run with we can and you don't have a chair we do have our old chair that we can loan if it's within close proximity we, we want to be able to to do that so um, we are going to get a new a racing chair oh is it carbon it is yeah there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. this is it's happening <laughs> so the shoes that, go carbon so the chair our old racing <laughs> chair will become available at that time okay Gosh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I have loved about learning about adoptive athletes and duo athletes is that you guys like shares, just like the running community in general, like we overshare everything, which I love. I say that there's no secrets in the running community, but especially with that in Mobile, we have Crew of Kindness, which they're trying to help duo runners, but also adaptive athletes and mm -hmm. trying to help, again, what you guys are doing, break barriers and say, hey, we want to be part of this running community too. Mm -hmm. And so they've taken chairs and they do the same thing that you guys are doing. And I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I think, and part of what excites me is hearing stories like that, mm -hmm. that there are other people out there that yeah. have the same thought and mm -hmm. heart and drive. And I think to be able to connect those people and those groups, mm -hmm. many voices are louder than, mm -hmm. than a single one. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if we can come together and we can figure it out and the more people that we could, and I, I, I know there's people in other states, they're, they're all over the place, mm -hmm. they're in other countries. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's not a, it's not a big thing. Yeah. Probably the wheelchair athletes, you know, the push around wheelchairs, at some point, years ago, someone said, we should be able to do this. Now, Olympic sports, it's been the Olympics, but as an actual division mm -hmm. in marathon racing, like, I don't know how far back that goes, but someone had to be the first. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you there were groups that 
came together to try to make this stuff happen. And there are things in the background that are going on, but the more people that can share their voice, the mm. faster it's going to happen. Mm. And in this world, in our society today, we are quick. Yeah. We want it, we want it fast. Right. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> really? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I call it strategic. We have to be strategic mm -hmm. on yeah. how we do it, not just individually, but as a group to, yeah. uh, to allow. I just realized I know a great race for you guys. It's in Mobile, Alabama. It's called the Battleship 12K. Okay. Yeah, it's a 12K. So it's like right around our sweet spot. You know? Okay, okay. And it's, it's a great race. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. It's yeah. November what? 17th of next year. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my birthday. <gasps> It's my birthday, too. Stop. Well, I guess we have to make it happen. Yeah, we have to turn it out. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love That'd that. That'd be fun. Yes. A lot of fun. It's a great a race. Fun. And this year was the, they have duo runners. Okay. But this year was their first year. They also had adaptive athletes as well. And it was so much fun. It's my favorite race. Okay. So if you ever ask me, like, what, Allison, what's your favorite race? It's that one. But it's a very patriotic race. Okay. And we have this huge battleship that you're literally like, you get to see for a couple of miles. But it is a beautiful race and it's Mobile, Alabama. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's only 10 hours from I've never, I mean, yeah. I've <laughs> never, I've never <laughs> been to Alabama <laughs> before. No, Wait, look at Wendy. She's like, I'm drive. We're used to driving to Texarkana. Yeah, it's seven go. hours. I mean, so it's just three more. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Do you guys have any final words of wisdom? Just don't think a dream is too big. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And if you want to do it, go out and do it. Yep. Just believe it. Just believe yeah. it. Yeah, believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. all. Oh, yeah, thank great. you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. How pumped are you guys now? Like, <laughs> if their story does not inspire you, you guys are a Grinch. That's all I got to say. <laughs> like, so inspiring. Thank you so much, Ross and Andrew, for your story, for who you guys are and what you're doing in Duo Running. And as you said, paving the way for the future. And that's what we as runners should be doing. We should be paving the way for the next generation, whether you're a duo, an adaptive, or able body. Go out there and say, you know what, I'm running for more, not just for myself, but for those that come after me. And, oh, that's amazing. Ross and Andrew, I, I have become one of your number one fans. I would say number one, but I know Whitney's right there, and <laughs> as is Andrew's parents, and so I'll be like, what, number five? Um, <laughs> so I absolutely love you guys, and just thank you so much for sharing your story. It is so inspiring and you guys are the true definition of what runners really are. And so I thank you for that. And I hope that you guys punch your ticket to Tokyo. That's all I gotta say. I hope Tokyo Marathon's listening and they say, you know what, we gotta have these guys. That's my goal. So hashtag Tokyo Marathon, let Ross and Andrew run. That's all I gotta say, right? <laughs> thank you guys so much for that. It was absolutely an honor. And again, Battleship 12K, November 17th, 2024. Let's go. That's all I got to say as well. So again, huge shout out to Fresh Donkey for what they did 
and are trying to do for not only duo runners but adoptive athletes. Truly inspiring and again, a company that I can get behind and believe in along with Do Goods Mercantile. Guys, go shop there. The staff there is absolutely incredible. If you have that hard person to shop for, go ask for Kate Yates is all I gotta say because she is a genius at picking out stuff for people that are hard to shop for and she absolutely incredible. She also has a side gig there too as well at Do Goods. So go check out my friends at Do Goods, Annie, Chops, Kate, and everyone else there. They're gonna get you taken care of. Don't forget to mention that you listen to the Run Your Story podcast for an amazing discount. So it's gonna be epic this Christmas season because your gifts are gonna come from Do Goods. So there you go. You're gonna make everyone happy and you're doing good. That's all I gotta say. And thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and comment. You're gonna wanna like, share, and comment this podcast, guys. So go and do it. My Patreon supporters are all the time telling me they're like, you need to get the word out there. So tell people to like, comment, and share. And so guys, on behalf of Patreon supporters, go like, share, and comment because they want you to do that. They're making this podcast possible because it does cost monthly to be able to put this podcast on. And so our Patreon supporters do an amazing job of covering the cost of that. And we are just so incredibly thankful for them, especially during this time of Christmas where we know we could not do this without them. It's just another great reminder of the incredible running community that we have that believe in Runner's Story. And so... Oh, so grateful to our Patreon supporters that believe in Runner's Story. Sorry, I just love our Patreon supporters that they believe that your stories matter and that your stories need to be heard. And so they make sure that this podcast keeps going. So thank you to our Patreon supporters so much for all that you do with making sure that we have a Runner's Story podcast. It's absolutely beautiful. And thank you to Gilear Tech Services for what you do to make sure that the podcast gets edited. Everyone sounds great. And our website is always up to date. And so guys, go check him out at Gilear Tech Services. He is absolutely phenomenal. He can refresh in and update that current website or he can build you a new one from scratch. He's just that good. And so go check him out at Gilear Tech Services. He also is on social media and you guys are gonna want to have him on your website because he is that good. I can vouch for him, he's great. So thank you, Greg Gilliard and Gilliard Tech Services. And guys, as always, huge shout out to Mars Hill. While we recorded at the running event, it's always great to know that we have such a safe place back in Mobile to be able to record your stories, to sit down because it's a vulnerable time, no matter how great the story is. And sometimes it's hard to be able to share those stories. And so we are very grateful to Mars Hill. They believe in our running community. They believe in your stories being heard. And so shout out to Mars Hill Church. Just thank you so much for what you guys do for the running community. So guys, again, thank you to Ross and Andrew. You guys are absolutely phenomenal and I love you dearly. And I will be stalking you guys on social media and, and doing what I can to be a voice for you guys. So thank you for giving me that opportunity and for sharing your incredible story. And again, I hope you make it to Tokyo and even Sydney if, it, if Sydney becomes number seven. So thank you guys for what you do and for sharing your story. It's become a part of mine. I'm so much better for knowing you. And I thank you for who you are and just the incredible athletes that you are and hearts that you have around a community and for those that are coming behind you. So thank you so much, Ross and Andrew. Guys, go out there, hit the pavement and go run your story because every story needs to be heard.